Welcome to Canny Cross Conversations with me, Michelle. And me, Louise, talking all things dogs, running and canny sports. This episode is sponsored by the Get Stronger Run a Faster 5K course. It's great for canny crossers and runners to improve their 5K time and keep up with their dogs. So this episode is a canny cross story and we love hearing people's stories of how they got into canny cross. Mm. Today's episode, we chat to Toby Lambert. Now, Toby is the other half of Georgie, who, of course, has appeared on a couple of episodes with us, um, chatting about her successes at canny cross. Um, But Toby started off running at the age of 13, 14 um, and ran solely on a treadmill until... Um, somebody asked him to do the New York City Marathon at the age of 19 as his first ever race. He then spent maybe 10 years um, after that competing, running competitively for Team GB as a distance runner. Um, So he's he's been running at a very high level, hasn't he? Um, And it's taken him a while, actually, to get into Canny Cross, but he's doing very exciting things now. Yeah, I think he, I mean, it's a really good episode in the, you know, because obviously Georgie started out and uh, he he started analysing the results and things like that, which is just, you can, you know, you can imagine and sort of thinking, well, how's that happening and why? And actually his whole ethos of sort of training his dogs or not his dogs, ones he runs with. Um, but you know he he's doing amazingly well and I can't wait to see what he's going to do next year and it just shows that how you can change from one type of running road running to uh, canny cross and you know just keeping your because you do as you get older don't you 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 can't sustain what you have so you need a new challenge and and this is this is his new challenge which he's doing really really well at and uh, it's really exciting to hear him talk um so yeah enjoy this episode because you'll take bits away from it we're not all competitive we're not all racing we're not all going to be toby lambert standard but we can take something from it and make our canny cross journey a lot lot better so have a listen and let us know how how you get on Welcome to this week's Canicross Conversations and today we have Toby with us who is the owner of Alton Sports and a former Great British distance runner and also the current European silver medalist. So welcome Toby and do say hello and just introduce yourself a little bit more. Hello yeah thank you thanks for inviting me on. It's a pleasure. Um, Yeah so a little bit about me. Um, I I start. I got into fitness really when I was about 13, 14 years old and just found that I loved keeping fit and that involved basically doing stuff in the gym. I just found myself going to the gym quite regularly from a young age and just found myself jumping on a treadmill um, and that was a daily thing and I I just didn't really know what I was doing but at at the age of about 19 years old I'd never done anything really bar keep fit on a treadmill and do weights and rowing any cardio machine in a in a gym basically and um when I was about 19 my uh my sister's now now my now brother-in-law basically used to be involved in a travel company that runs um 
running events all around the world. And uh, they asked me if I wanted to go and run the New York Marathon. This As you do. When I was 19. <laughs> and um, on the basis that Toby just loves keeping fit, he's, you know, I'm, I'm sure he'll probably love that. So the first, my first introduction to running a race was to take part in the New York Marathon. That was the first race I'd ever done. Wow, what an introduction. <laughs> Um, That's on most people's bucket lists. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and that went quite well. And then I don't know how much of an introduction you want from me, but f- from that, I I then found I, I did well and I really just loved running. And then someone off the back of that started coaching me um, and tweaking what I was already doing. And that led from one race to another. Um I, I had more, a lot of structured training put in and then within the coming two, three, four, five years, I found myself from taking part in races and doing quite well to, to winning a lot of races. And that was um, mainly on the roads. Um, I joined a running club and found myself taking part in starting with Ham- representing Hampshire in different types of road race or cross-country races and like south of England to find myself representing Great Britain over marathon and half marathon and um, did a lot of traveling for in Europe and around the world to do that and um, I basically uh, did that for yeah till t- for about 15 years I guess at a very high level and um never really let off but and, and it's a really I mean because a lot of people tell us don't they Michelle and we've all got our own sort of running stories when we start so it's uh yeah but to go so before you did that I mean just curious with this before you did the New York Marathon had you done any road running or was it all on the treadmill um I think um there was about two or three times where before New York I think my my sister brother-in-law said you really need to go out on the road a few times so they went out on a bike and I just ran alongside them and we did maybe I don't know 10 10 miles or something along on a on the roads alongside a bike yeah would you go on the treadmill would you go on the treadmill much now or not I still run on the treadmill pretty much every day Oh, well done. Yeah. Um, just because of work sometimes and where, especially in winter, um, I just, I run every day no matter what. So if work is starting super early or finishing late, I can always get on a treadmill, whether it be super early in the morning or super late at night. That's fab. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, tell us a bit about kind of getting into running for Great Britain then. How, how does that happen? Do you just kind of keep getting recognized and win events and put forward for higher levels yeah I mean um I I used to absolutely love racing by the time I was in my uh uh early 20s and I I quickly found that I just had this I built up this base of endurance for 10 years before I actually called myself a runner and actually started running races so I found that I had this massive base of cardio fitness that when I went and ran with other people I just found myself being able to sustain pain for longer and run longer and without feeling any effects of it so um 
um, as soon as I started racing properly and someone structured said, you need to do this kind of training, it will make you even quicker. You've got good endurance. So I just started doing more and more races. I found myself going from, you, you'll hate this, but I, I don't think I've ever finished that low in a race. If you see, I've always been like the first race I ever did, I think I was like 15th. And then yeah. the next time I ran, I was ninth. And then I was in third. And then I was always kind of finishing in the top three of lots of races. So when them, and I was just determined always just to run my heart out really, rather than competing against others. I was just like, I'm going to run as hard as I can every time I go out there. And if I, managed to finish ahead of everyone else and, and great but I just want to know that I've run hard and I say that because some people run differently and they want to just follow the leader basically and if that's if they can keep up with the leader that they're doing enough and then hopefully they'll out sprint them at the in the final bit whereas I would always be like I just want to run as hard as I can from the start and keep going so are you not are you not competitive then or are you just competitive with yourself I'm competitive with myself, but the reality was that in a lot of races over a long time of a long a period of many years, I, I just found myself being quite clear of the rest of the race within the first couple of miles in a lot of races that I do. Yeah. Um, so I, it became a, a race against myself. Yeah. Just to push yeah. myself harder um so yeah I just kept going and yeah if there was someone faster than me I would just go give it everything to to go with them and beat them of course and if I was good enough on the day I would and if I wasn't at least I knew I'd run as hard as I could yeah that's a real great great way to be actually isn't yeah, it yeah but, yeah like you said like how did GB come about you just kept kept winning 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 and then I think at the time they started kind of brought out this pat the power of 10 thing do you know that oh, yeah yeah that that kind of wasn't around straight away but when that came it kind of pulled everyone's times in from everything that they competed in mm -hmm. and it, you'd almost have like a uk rankings list so yeah. I, I think when they when the gb team would say well we're gonna we've been invited to take part in this event which is in this country uh, it's a half marathon. Who are our top 10 marathon runners, half marathon runners? And they go down the list and, and say, are you available? Would you like to, would you like to run? And it just happened like that. So if you, as long as you just keep winning races or running fast times, you just get, eventually get picked. Yeah. So did you get, did you get to go to some big sort of, um, races like the European athletic stuff and things like that with them? Or I was never quick enough on the track to go right. and, do those things I came pretty close to qualifying in in marathons but I was always one or two places off the the, the top spots for selection so I'd missed out on the majors and still haunts me to this day but oh, bless. Um, yeah I mean uh I was pretty happy with what I was doing because I was still in full-time employment running the running Alton sports shop while yeah. I was training whereas a lot of my competitors were pretty much full-time athletes so yeah so you had something to yeah so when was the last time you did a marathon was that still or would you still go and do one now uh yeah I'd, I'd still do one um I, I think my my level of base level of fitness I, I could 
I could run a marathon w- without too much trouble, but it's if I wanted to do it to the best of my ability and <laughs> as fast as I can, then, you know, if you said to me, go out and run a marathon now, I- I'd go and do it. I could do it. Yeah. How quickly I do it compared to what I feel I should be would be a different thing. But <laughs> I think I did a couple of marathons in lockdown, just in training, just because I yeah. was bored. But <laughs> that's, that's about the rest of the country. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I did did that, and I did it quite often actually in lockdown. Yeah, like every every week or so. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so George, you got into County Cross. You got you got Benson, didn't you, to start with? Yes. Yeah, we've got our our Collie Cross Benson. Yeah. Um, and what did you think of Georgie doing that? You weren't really into it then, were you? Were you still sort of doing your normal running? Yeah, I was. <laughs> I was kind of in a transition at that point because I was coming off the back of serious competing and still trying to see how good I could be. But um, I was fine, especially with work. Work was getting more and more time consuming and energy sap. And I just find it harder to put in the quality work that's needed. Yeah. And then Georgie was started trying to keep out, keep Benson fit and keep him it was a good way of controlling Benson's like energy levels, really, and mm. get, keep making him a lot calmer. So, and Georgie just wanted to get out there and get see if he enjoyed it, and he absolutely loved loved it, and he just absolutely loves racing when we first introduced him to it, and he still does. So, Georgie, back, you know, found um, through one of our friends who's now like one of our best friends and who we train with all the time and I train and use his dogs James and James kind of pointed her in the direction of this thing called Canny Cross and, <laughs> and um, <laughs> then they they started doing it yeah so and, um, what was your thoughts though to start when they were doing it it's like that's well, not proper running or, or, or well, I think I thought of it at the time in the same way that I see not everyone, but if I say to people what I do now with Canon Cross, they I see sometimes I get a reaction that was similar to how I felt about it at the time. Is like that's not really a sport. You're just running with your dog on a on a lead, and you're running alongside side them, and your dog's just trotting alongside you, having a whale of a time, which they are having a whale of a time anyway. But at the serious level the dogs absolutely love racing and they're like like racehorses really yeah so I was under the impression that oh what what's Georgie doing and it just sounds like a bit of fun for her and Benson and um but she started getting more into it and training more seriously and and taking part in races and I was part of some of that and a lot of it I wasn't part of because I was just like, you go and do that. Yeah, and then one, one, I think one time she came back from a race and I said, I think she'd been doing it a few months and I, I was also missing her because she's she ended up being away. Weekends. Weekends, and yeah. however often that was. And I was like, oh, can I come? Oh. <laughs> and um but I think I think actually it's probably one time when she come back from a race and I and I started to pay a bit more attention to the results and I was like so how far was it you ran and how what time did you do and she told me and I and I was like and I was like okay that's fair because Benson 
loves running, but he doesn't run as fast as what we now know is capable with the right training for us and the right training for the dog. But but she showed me some results from some of the guys. So I was looking at the guys' times and I was like, I don't don't believe this. Like, this is uh, there's some pretty good things here. It's like, are you telling me that that I'm picturing them running with like our collie? And I'm like, I don't see how you could go that fast. And um and she showed me the results of um one of our friends now. And that, that's um someone we actually work with in the business. That was Jason Pasco, who yeah, we've had him on. Yeah, we have, yeah. Who looks after non-stop in the UK and we we obviously stock um non-stop dog wear as well in our shop. So yeah. um but Georgie showed me this was quite a few years back now, and Georgie showed me his time as so I was like how are they doing that then? <laughs> I think, I think you're right though, Toby, because I think, I know my husband, I mean, he's not a runner, he's a cyclist, but he's like, and I tell him some of the times and I'm sure you're down the same, Michelle. It's like, how the hell do yeah, they do that? Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, so had you not seen a canny cross race in action at this point? Were you no, just hearing so, Georgie tell you about it? Yeah, no, no, I hadn't at that point. Um, and I think that was actually day one of a two-day event. That So then I I think actually that was a Saturday night. Obviously, Kenny Cross happens normally over two days racing, Saturday and Sunday. I think she came back Saturday night because it was relatively local. And that's when she told me the times. And I don't know if I'd planned to go with her on Sunday or not, but <laughs> she showed me the times. And I was like, I want to see this. <laughs> so, so I went with her on Sunday. And um. And I saw Jason come in and, and win. And I was like, well, they've got different dogs. And I'm paying attention to the dogs and the the different people competing. And I'm looking at what they who they are, what they must, what they're doing training-wise. And I'm obviously still training at high level myself anyway. So then I think it, the, the next time Georgie trained, we do a lot of training obviously in the Hampshire area with um with James Zewington. And um I think I said and Georgie used to go and meet with with them and he used to he does a lot of training on bikes with his dogs. And um I said can I come to training? And so I went down to training and he lent me uh one of his his dogs that he bikes with called Reva. And um I started running with Reaver on this training line and with it I I was I did my first ever canny cross session and and I I ran I was I'm quite fit anyway but I ran you know 10-15 seconds a k quicker than I normally race at and I was like oh there might be something in this and I think I can do quite well with this and the first one and, and every time then I, I was like I want to go again and each week I'd try and run quicker with with Reva and and we gradually got quicker and quicker and then we did our first race and um yeah so I want I want to know though so you're training normally so you do your running coaching and running training you're doing that normally what changes for you and your training when you get into canny crossing because a lot of people because there's not a lot of stuff out there it's not like a canny cross running coach or whatever yeah. So what what do you do differently and what what because I'm just writing a, a a blog basically I'm running downhill with a dog which is is quite it's quite different isn't it so what do you do how do you train it differently and and what did you notice as a normal runner to a canicross runner was happening 
That's two questions in there. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, for, first of all, I'd say for me, my training as a, as a road athlete started to change where I just, because I just was in a case of maintaining my base fitness because I had some natural speed. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it, it's get, being fit enough to run a fo- most races of 5k obviously being fit enough is the key thing for anyone be fit enough that you can run 5k as hard as you can as uh, for as a bigger effort as you can sustain so get yourself fit enough for that um, we know all about that we're talking about that a lot michelle aren't we yes we are Just plug our get stronger run a faster 5k course in here but anyway <laughs> yeah um there are s- sessions that we can do as a just single human that will, will help us with our 5k fitness because that's ultimately what we're training for yeah but alongside that it's like okay we want to make sure that we we've conditioned and trained the dog for the for the same as what we are we're, what we're doing we can't expect them to run 5k hard flat out if we if we're not training over that distance so you know as my you know at the point where i'm taking up can he cross properly i'd been a pretty serious runner where i probably averaged 100 to 120 miles a week every yeah. week for like 15 years so it was a case of like lo- looking back at my training over those years and and how i trained for 5k races 10k races and like how do i put that into what we're doing with the dogs as well so we historically in track in training as an individual we probably train twice a week on a generally it's not necessarily these days but tuesday and a thursday and maybe a longer run on a sunday so if we can kind of replicate something like that for the dogs as well Mm. get them training like we would as 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 humans on a specific training course so they've got recovery time in between each session but that's what we did what we've always done now and with the dogs that i run with and train with with the with the guys on the team we kind of try to maintain two or three sessions a week at times when we're preparing for bigger races we will perhaps lose the recovery day to replicate a rate of training a racing weekend where obviously you're back to back yeah but outside of those sessions to prepare the dog and, and us um I mean, as I've as I've improved over the years, it's been about you've got you start. How do I get these fine changes that will make a difference on race day? So that's thinking about your footwear, your contact time with the ground. How do I get my feet? The the less time my feet are touching the ground, the quicker I'm going to go. Yeah. So it's about having less contact time with the ground. How can I um? make sure that every time my foot hits the ground i'm not actually slowing my pace down how do i turn my legs faster how do i get in the air more so do you so that's not all running training you have to do some strength and conditioning and stuff to do that as well yeah for sure and and naturally the more you can cross train the more you're training those muscles as well to do that so some some strength and conditioning is going to help you yeah um because we were talking about this yesterday, Michelle, weren't we? But do you yeah. do you find or do you notice that most canny crosses overstride, or am I just is that not happening? Um, I think 
it's perception on how it depends on the runner because you want to almost if you can overstride efficiently that's kind of the optimum yeah but if you're not overstriding inefficiently every time you hit the ground you're actually breaking and you're yeah. putting more resistance on the dog and you're actually pulling them back slightly every stride the key is yes you overstride but controlled overstride because that's the idea that you want that stride length as big as possible but if you can do it so you're landing on your toes each time toe midfoot off and your heel never touches the ground that's optimum a lot of people you see overstride at the start of a race where perhaps their dog's going a hell of a lot quicker than they can run and um they end up breaking like you know like putting the brakes on because yeah. they're heel striking because they can't turn their legs quick enough that's why i was like an uphill start yeah yeah just let them go <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because we were talking about downhill running specifically yesterday, weren't we? Yeah. Which again, is is tough when you're trying to put full power on. Yeah, there's a lot of things to think about as well. Yeah. And the, the higher you get in the sport, the more you have to think about it. Like, there's all very well running down a hill, but what's under your foot as well? How hard is it? How soft is it? What else? And that's what you have to think about the, the quicker you want to go. Because it can be can be borderline dangerous. Some we're going. We don't want to put anyone off, can you? Cross yeah. <laughs> no, but if you're talking about the real fast speeds that yeah, we are on hits, like you have to be thinking so far ahead of where your foot's going to go. And the slower you are, the more you can have time to react. But as you get quicker, if getting quick is your goal you, you you need to think about it everything it's not just strap yourself to a dog it's it but it's interesting you talk about the dogs and how you do sort of specific training with them and and we had duncan on didn't we um spotty dog runs and he oh, that's right yeah and he sort of was the same sort of thing as you doing his training with his dog to 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 sort of you know replicate a human but i wonder if there's any research out there that actually you know do our dogs need to go through all this sort of training that we do yes they need to do the distance but their recovery is going to be very different from ours isn't it and yeah I think, sure I just wonder what what side of it I don't know if you know anything about that but I was just I was just intrigued well I I don't specifically but I do know that I from what I see from I've trained with several dogs now over the years and every time I do a training session even if I'm not running that dog I have three four five dogs around me that are training with other people whether it be canny cross or on a bike so i'm i'm always for me personally i always anal analyzing everything even if it seems like i'm not and and um so i'm always looking at the dogs how they are now no and i'm putting in my in my head my is saying well what have we done with that what's that dog been doing for the last two weeks three weeks what are we feeding it what are we hydrating it with and how is it looking off the back of it and i definitely think that that they have a lot better endurance base naturally no no doubt but they the more we train them for these these scenarios and what we're asking them to do for us um the more that they're prepared and you can see that they're they're coping with it better they're coping with the distance they they end up pulling harder for longer um you how how hot they potentially are at the end you can see that in them as well the fitter they get and even with um with the diet as well that we feed them and 
and that that all comes into play and you really do see it with different dogs when when the, we know they're on different diets as well right us with certain diets really do shine through sometimes so we've been talking a bit about diet haven't we and the raw food kibble yeah, and all that yeah. all that debate yeah. um yeah so that is quite interesting perhaps you need to write a little paper uh toby about it because yeah. <laughs> no, well, it is interesting there's not much stuff out there is there i mean you know i suppose there's a you know the, the amount of elites is it's it's let is fewer than mm-hmm. the sort of the normal person that is just going out canny crossing. I'm using the word normal a lot and I don't think it's a good use, word to use, but never mind. <laughs> I think I think it's important to remember though, like people say, Oh, well, I'm not gonna go as fast as Toby, so it's not relevant, but it's all relative, no matter what speed you're doing, you the, the more you can think about these things. Yeah. If you've got to train for 5K, yes, some people will train at a faster pace, but that's irrelevant. It's like if you do these things right for you and for your dog, you'll be as as good as you can be. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. It's just training is just preparing yourself for a specific race, isn't it? So like you say, we all have to follow a similar structure almost. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's that's actually that's that's really that's a really good yeah thing to say because um yeah no I like that yeah so I mean talk to us about um your canny cross season then has this been your first season competing um it's a bit of a weird one really because um obviously Georgie my wife got me got me into the sport and She's obviously got a running background as well. Um, and I kind of um always kind of semi-coached her yeah. now. And the more we the more we do is more about getting her into that routine. But she got me into it probably about four and a half years ago. And when we started, like I said, I started with Reva. I mean, I'd say we did we get a full season in? We we practically got we we re- i re- started racing as much as i could whatever she did so i think that would kind of count as yeah. season but then then event i got another season season in with uh another dog called sunny that i which is one of james's as well um but we kept we kept getting interrupted there's always things that came up in the leagues as it were but then, then we hit with COVID. That's right. Yeah. Then we had a, the year after COVID. Just it seemed like so many events got cancelled yeah. and and rechanged. And so we've kind of not had a a seamless season yet, really. Although we'll take part in everything we can. Yeah. But, but you went you went to the Europeans, didn't you? And you've yes. Yeah, so I've done two. Um, two Europeans now, um, two European championships and one world championship, uh, the European and Worlds in 2019. And I did the um, Europeans in 2022. So that was one in Belgium, one in Sweden, one in Germany. So you did rather well this time. Yeah. I mean, um, the first time I ran was off the back of Georgie actually because she'd qualified um for Belgium yeah and um we uh uh, by that time I'd probably been doing the sport about six months I've probably done about three or four races and um with Reva and I'd won them all in my category but um officially I hadn't done enough competitions to Mm -hmm. 
qualify for the GB team. But because Georgie had pre-qualified, and I think someone had dropped out of my age group, so I just I was in vet forty at that, just turned vet forty. <laughs> they said if Georgie was going, Georgie's qualified, and they looked at my results and said, yeah, he, okay, he is, although he hasn't qualified on paper, he is winning races. So yeah. we'll put him in as almost like a wild card. Um, <laughs> so I went there with Reva and um, we won a bronze medal on our first, first time out there. Wow. And, um, and then also at the same, same competition we took part in the men's canny cross relay as well and which is a shorter distance but we got a silver medal as a team there as well that was awesome uh, yeah. so this this go on sorry michelle no i was just saying that's brilliant yeah so let's go <laughs> yeah <laughs> so this season you got silver why wasn't it gold yeah so this <laughs> season um we went to germany um so I had um, my my uh, my favourite dog in the world is Hercules, and who I he's um he's just just turned uh, just over two two years old no three years old now sorry so we've had best part of a year now together um, and I just absolutely love training with him we for some reason like I've run with so many dogs now but we're just in sync with each other and like. We look at each other and we know what where we want to go and we know when we're gonna go faster, slower. And um I had in the build up, we we were building up through the summer. Cause when is it? Is it was it October, November? I can't remember. Something like that, isn't it? Um it's the beginning part of the season. Yeah. So it's, it is difficult to a degree because you're preparing through the summer season when you've got less races. Mm. And yeah, less time to go out with the dogs if, unless yeah, you're early. And yeah. less time to be to actually take part in races where you, that's where you fine-tune yourself. You can yeah. go and replicate it in training, but it's not the same. So we went through summer and then the first back races of the back end of the summer, we were going really well early on, lots of fine-tuning, but I was suffering with a bit of a niggle <sighs> myself. And um I think I we actually saw you at that box end water park I think. yeah um and um i ran super well we ran super fast but in my in my in my leg i just didn't feel quite right after pushing myself and i went through this process of physio trying to get it right it would start to go away but it would always be there niggling get stronger you've got to do all the other work as well i mean there's so much going on but yeah i know but I also found that it seemed that it come on worse when whenever I was stationary in a vehicle for a long time, whether I was driving or passenger. And of course, we had to drive to Germany, which is like a 10 hour drive. Yeah. But regardless, we got there and I felt I felt good. I felt OK. felt a bit tight, but I was like, I've been here before. And then day one, um, it was a really dry. It was getting quite warm, actually. but ran super well on day one was uh was leading by about eight seconds i think but as soon as i finished that race and my leg was like oh this is not something not right here i don't feel right and um over the next overnight over the next 10 hours it really tightened up to the degree where in the morning of the day two race 
um i could hardly hardly warm up very well so i was literally like how am i going to get through this actually got to the start line and some people videoed me off the start line and i was almost running like extended hops but um you got round. i i literally gave it everything i could and i felt like i was running i was felt like i was running well but in uh, every stride i was just protecting it a little bit so yeah. even though i was pushing myself to the limit my body physically wouldn't turn quite quite like it normally does so i thought i don't know if i've done enough but i gave it everything we could to the to the line and he turned out he, the the guy in second just clawed it back and beat me by a second i think one point oh. Oh. Wow. <laughs> and um but it's great fun we really really loved it and it was the first big big one i've done with hercules and we absolutely loved it and we just want to go back and and win next time so what are your plans for next season then you're going to try and do more races and leave georgia at home to do you know work more (laughs) (laughs) no we don't want to hear you georgia (laughs) no i mean we love we love to race as much as we can really and um yeah we do as much as we can and um go go to the next championships and hopefully uh have a have a gold have a have yeah go go for the gold really yeah for sure no that's that's fabulous so quick one if you what are your top three tips for someone who is going from maybe roadrunner to canicross what sort of things you know for changing or, or do they need to think about to make that change and and we i think we can hear from you that it's a positive change yeah i mean it for me it's a great thing for someone especially if they've been doing road races and things for many years and they want to change the scenery and like i used to always run on the road and i used to absolutely hate running off road across (laughs) the country yeah i just used to hate it and now now i absolutely love it with the dogs so i think it's it gets you into a different environment and you get you find this new way to push yourself and it's it's really really cool cool feeling but also it's it's like kind of the relationship with your dog as well because it like really it really is a team thing and there's so much goes in team being you you and the dog there's so much that goes into it behind the scenes to make that work and you get you know even if other people don't see it you get like a lot of satisfaction knowing that you and him or if your dog's at her obviously have, have managed to do all that you know the it's all about the hydration the toilets and we have that we used to have that ourselves as individual athletes but you're but not only doing that for yourself every time you race you're doing that for your dog as well and to make it all come together and go off seamlessly is quite a big thing <laughs> It is because you're working with an animal as well, aren't you? Yeah, and I, they can't I, talk to you. No. Yeah. And I just love that we got another poo talk in there. We're trying we're oh, trying well at the moment. Every episode. <laughs> and then then it's just about you'll you'll learn that you, your legs do move differently with canny cross and you have to have the right equipment to to run efficiently. So if you get the right stuff and you you use your endurance you built up over the years from whatever sport or running you did that putting that together and you'll get you'll get just a lot of enjoyment out of it and just maintain your base level of fitness and try and train with your dog regularly and you'll just get more and more used to it 
I think that's brilliant, actually. Yeah, no, I think it's clear that you've got a really strong bond with the dogs that you run with. Who, who does Hercules belong to, by the way? So he's James. Yeah. Yeah, but... Um, James has all the dogs. and they oh, just, yeah. I think he described himself as a collector of dogs. Yeah, we're ever thankful for. Yeah. Um, and I just, yeah, just love, love what all the dogs I've used have been James's over the years. And I've I managed to do it a year or two of each one, really. And every now and then I go back and run with one of them. That's um, quite nice, isn't it? Yeah. I think that's the perfect way to stop because I think that's, there's so much information that you've given yeah. your experience as a roadrunner to, to, you know, to what you're doing with the Candy Cross. And even if you're not, you know, I'm not running. I love racing, but I'm nowhere near your, your sort of standard. But, you know, I've taken quite a lot away from that. So, um, yeah, brilliant. Is there anywhere people can follow you and find you, which with ever dog you're running? Um, you, you're on Instagram, I believe now. Yeah, I'm on Instagram now. It's quite a new thing. Um, <laughs> it's called Let's Turn and Burn. There you go. We'll put it That's in the show that. notes. Yeah. And we're trying to put make that a bit more regular and keep things up to date as we as time goes on. And we work towards a, a, a medal this year, obviously. And yeah, obviously anything we can do with stuff through my business, the shop is all in sports. Yeah. UK and. Yeah. Yeah, and we've done plenty of podcasts. Well, we've done one with Georgie. Yes, episode 44 is the Trail Shoes one with Georgie, if anybody wants to give that a listen. And there is another one earlier on, which we did about racing as well with Georgie. So Yes, episode four, that was. And obviously we do all the equipment that we run in from non-stop as well. So, we, you know, we're really used to trying all the new stuff as well. And um, it does make a difference as well. So, but anyone got any questions or anything? Can I can if I can help with anything? Just just message me either through the website or on Instagram. Brilliant, that's perfect. Thank you so much, Toby, for your time. Really appreciate that, and I hope everyone has enjoyed it. No worries. Thank you. Bye. enjoyed today's episode don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends and if you get a moment please leave us a review we'll see you next time on canny cross conversations thank you to our sponsor get stronger run faster 5k find out more about the course at the link in the show notes it's great for canny crossers and runners to improve their 5k time and keep up with the dogs And it will really help you to enjoy running more and avoid injury.